1: Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. Visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com. We talked to uh, Clay Harbor on the show yesterday. Covers the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a former Jaguar tight end. Mm-hmm. It was actually a Andy Reid draft pick in Philadelphia and now uh, covers the Jags down in Jacksonville. Here was his tweet yesterday. The Jaguars need to pressure Mahomes if they want to pull off the upset. Mahomes had the third biggest decline in rating between passes without pressure and with pressure, dropping from 119 when unpressured to 57 7 pressured. Heat him up, Jaguars, with a dual because they sell to right. county all the time. Isn't that
0: weird? Didn't we, it, like, what myth have we been living in all these years? Oh, Blitz Mahomes, he's great against
1: the Blitz. Here are the numbers. Clearly not. Well, there's differences between blitz and pressure. True. And sa- you know All what I mean? Like that's fair. Yeah. The, that's, that's part of it. It's not blitzing necessarily because he's great against the blitz. Right. Yeah. But get him under pressure and he's not unlike anybody else. Anybody when you else. Pressure them, they drop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But apparently he's had a bigger drop than than he has in I, recent. I guess. Vintage. I saw that. I, I was stunned by that. I still feel like good luck. But right. Yeah. 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 Weren't you kind of like shocked by that? Like, hey, we've been living a lie for three years. We're pressure Patrick Mahomes. It's great. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I saw that and I said, okay, what exactly does it mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was great when you blitzed him, when you sent extra people at him. Right. Is he not so great when you can send maybe four at him and get know. pressure and just get pressure while leaving everybody the same covered? I think when, when you ru-
0: that's that's the point though when you rush four though Josh and you get to him on four and 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 he's pressured with four rushing that means your defensive backs are doing a really good job out there they're they're covering very well because there's nobody open that's how you're able to pressure with four I that's how I I view it but you know if, if they want to blitz Patrick Mahomes go ahead and blitz Patrick Mahomes do anything that you think
1: you have to do he'll find a way to beat your ass I would say. Send a lot of people at him. Watch mm-hmm. him work his magic at you. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Heat him up. Get him on the ground. Sure. Easier said than done. A lot easier said than done. Yeah. We'll see. We will, uh, we will see. I've said, bring me all the Brady rumors. I welcome all the Brady rumors. I welcome the entire offseason that's going to be great. One, hopefully celebrating a, a Super Bowl again. and And two... That quarterbacks are going to be on the move, and it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So now I guess Brady's going to Miami. Well, or Las Vegas. I mean, there were two hot ones out there yesterday. I mean, why else would you buy property in Miami, Bob, unless you're going to move there? Well, he rents, Josh. He's a renter in Miami. I mean, right why now. wouldn't you? Why
0: would you spend 70 a month on rent in Miami? I mean, it obviously means you're going to play there, doesn't it? I mean, why else would you spend 70 grand a
1: month on rent from at ML football was Tom Brady's rented a luxury apartment near Miami Beach for over $70,000 per month. As of the 1st of January, per source, as Brady signed the lease pre-playoffs. I mean, he's been thinking about Miami and how he was going to play there mm-hmm. or just it's really nice. And he wants to or live the beautiful beach. in Miami. He wants to hang out at is Garcia's that, and eat some great seafood. Is that could that be the case or is this mean? Directly, that he wants to be a dolphin. I don't know. Seems like he's just buying vacation or uh, renting vacation
0: properties. Maybe, maybe, but 70 grand a month, bro. Like, I want to be in that tax bracket. No
1: doubt. What are you getting for well, 70 grand a month? Actually, I don't because why would I? Why would you? What? If you had that kind of money, wouldn't you just rent it when you needed it? Instead of just like long-term lease or something, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. if, if
0: you got that kind of money and you're just throwing around
1: seventy can grand I, a month on random places, can I verbal somebody's sweet place if I had a lot of money? I think I could. So yeah, but I mean, seventy grand a month. I mean, it must mean it's going to be a
0: dolphin. What does he do for a living to have that kind of cash? <laughs> oh, that's the Fox money that's getting ready yeah, to be yeah. kicked Fox in, right?
1: Take care of that one. Yeah. Did you know? Speaking of, like... so I love, I love it how it's the the lines and been drawn. Then, well, obviously. He was even thinking about before the playoffs, He's gonna how he's going to be a Dolphin next year. Right. No, it's just a it's a vacation pad.
0: But it's, he's also thinking about the Raiders. He opened up a TB12 Academy in Las Vegas. Now, people have said, oh, this was happening before. Like, everybody's clarifying all, oh, this happened before the season and blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess he's going to be a Raider then, too. So he's going to be a Raider. You got your TB12 Academy. I think, you like, if you stay at, like, the Venetian or someplace like that, you can sign up to take, you know, like, wellness classes while you're out there. So Tom Brady's got some stuff going on in Las Vegas. He's got some stuff going on in Miami right now. The only place that really, truly, in my opinion, makes sense for Tom Brady to go is Las Vegas. If you're Miami and you've got Heel and Jalen Waddell and Giseki, don't you want a young quarterback to be with them, especially with the money that they're making? You can't really afford to pay that quarterback salary, so you kind of need a young guy that you can groom and have in place there. I don't think Tom Brady helps the Miami Dolphins. I don't know necessarily with Tennessee either. Maybe it makes a little bit of sense, but I think the Titans are headed in the wrong direction. I just think right now the only logical place for Tom Brady is Oakland, and that's because of Josh McDaniels, and they spend bad money. I don't think Tom Brady's any good anymore, man. Like, I think he's washed. I think he's done. He looked terrible in that playoff game. And if I'm an organization that has this window of ready to win now, is Tom Brady really the guy you want saddled up under center? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Like, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm trying to build this thing like the Chiefs. Build this thing long term. Don't give me a stopgap forty-six-year-old quarterback that couldn't hit Mike Evans on the sidelines to get us a field goal for our bet to come
1: through. I think if you're Miami, you're waiting on two his medicals. So, it's Two two want to play? Is two will want to play through concussions? Is he not worried about it? Right. The doctors have. If the doctors say that he kind of just had a Bing Bing Bing, and it's not anything long term, and he's your guy. I think you saw enough signs when he was on the field this year that he was your guy. I'm still looking, maybe so, in the draft to kind of upgrade over him because I don't know what I have still with him. Maybe, but I think you're going to commit if he's healthy. You commit, but he's
0: hard to commit to because he did have multiple concussions. That's
1: true, and he may pass the protocols now, but you got to be sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think they've seen enough for him on the field that says he can play. Yeah. So you continue with that? I don't think I would disrupt that. You might have thought that a year ago when you were trying to tamper and bring in Brady or what right. have you.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that a year ago? Or two years? It ago might have been now? two years ago
1: by now. Actually, no. It was. It was a year ago. It was before he went to Tampa, Josh. We're talking like four years ago. No, I, okay. thought, I was thinking he had. He had. The, it was after Super Bowl. No, I thought
0: it was before he signed with Tampa. That's where the whole You're Maybe. sticking with this guy.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, if the medicals are fine on two, though, two is your guy. I think in Miami. So that, that to me, that one's out. Okay. That was, yeah, we wanted to do this at one point, but eh, yeah, the, the ship has sailed on that one. San Francisco's got too many. You know, San Francisco was juicy for a moment and was juicy only because he's from, from there. there. Right. But, but they've got options. It, it's, yeah. They've Have got, you ever seen anybody with three quarterbacks? They've got <laughs> options and it's, not, it's no longer your choice, Tommy. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's not one where he would decide. Right. That would be, they would decide it and they're not deciding Tom Brady.
0: No, I I think right now, again, if Brock Purdy leads this team to the Super Bowl, that's your new Joe Montana, Steve young franchise quarterback. I mean, you can't get away from that guy right now. And
1: also not in addition to the familiarity with Josh McDaniels and everything else, you have a, an an owner there that wants people to adopt his team as his, the home team and, I think Brady would give you some cachet in that regard. No, it would definitely do you sell go tickets. Be a Brady Raider fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kind of do. Mm-hmm. I I'm kind of sure looking before, at the jersey
0: in my mind. It looks cool.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, that makes that makes some sense to me.
0: Yeah, it does. The Raiders make a lot of sense to me. I think he's going to be a Raider now. He could retire and go take 360 million dollars from Fox and you know go sit in the TV booth or whatever. But I I think I think the Raiders make the most sense. Right now, the Jets will probably be a player in this as well. We would all love to see a, a New England reunion for one final year up there and that kind of stuff. That would be fun. But also, too, I I, I I would tell Tom Brady just to retire, man. Like, you gots to go because if you watched him play this year, you watched that last playoff game, he has not really looked good. He ha- I don't want to hear that they didn't have a run game or blah, blah, blah. The throws. He was missing a lot of throws. He looked old. He looked washed. I mean, we've all remember Jerry Rice with the Broncos or Emmett Smith with the Cardinals or even a situation with Joe Namath struggling with the LA Rams. Like, I don't need to see that anymore.
1: Fred Taylor, Jag's legend, thinks his former team has a chance because of. We'll tell you what next fesco
2: in the morning <laughs> brought to you by rainer garage doors of kansas city liftmaster patented myq technology it's no wonder liftmaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener find us at rainerkc.com 610 sports radio t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest
0: 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours
1: today coming up at 10 o'clock and the uh, the one o'clock hour is gonna be pretty cool to turn the uh red friday into a little blue uh mj melendez and michael massey going to the host the one o'clock well, hour there you of go Gold. that's there you fun go. yeah that'll be fun so uh join them out at rally house in oak park your city your house rally house mj melendez and michael massey dropping by a couple royals chatting a little baseball, and uh, football weekend ahead. Yeah, a little David Crosby this morning, I hear, too. That's awesome. A lot of that. Bob's looking for you to build his uh, playlist. He's in charge of music tomorrow at his tailgate. That's right. 913-586-7610. He could use the help. I could use the help. A lot of help. So give me all your
0: songs that we should play tomorrow at the tailgate. And if you're coming by and you see us, bring over some booze. Here's an interesting one from the text
1: line. You have the booze
0: cover. From the 816. This This is interesting. This is very interesting. We've got a box spring off Mission Road near 43rd. Now we're dumping them on city streets. Yeah. Mission Road and 43rd. So that's that's interesting because usually they're along the highway. Now people are just dumping them over there
1: on, like, you know, in, in Mission Hills area. The uh, the report says the one visible side looks good, uh-huh. appears to be a or full. All right. 43rd and Mission Road. I baby. like that. Like, this is all I could see was the that side look, looks fine to me. Yeah, look, I kind of like right. it. All right. All right. I felt like this was one of those moments where I said something out loud earlier in the week, and then it appeared like either on your like web browser or on your phone. You know, so weird. You know how that happens. Yeah. Um. Because we we did our we power ranked our Jags earlier in the week, right? And uh, Fred Taylor was on my list, and I'm like, I haven't heard Fred Taylor in a while. I'll look up, and he's yesterday's on NFL Network. Well, how many
0: former Jags are there really out there that you can get on to preview stuff? Right. Yeah.
1: Fred Taylor. Brunel, Maurice, but he's Maurice, a coach. Maurice, Jones, Maurice Drew, Jones-Drew, who's a regular. So yeah, he's, he's already, he's already on. on. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Who is that guy whose wife wore the coat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that the wore the jean jacket. Yeah. play quarterback here against the Chiefs. That's that, right. That game.
0: Yeah, because yeah. of him. On? No,
1: no, no, it's not Bortles. No, no, he was a uh, didn't. No, oh, he didn't play much. And it then, was like a backup guy that you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard much. of that
0: guy. I played for like every team. And I think her jean jacket had every logo of the team on that the, that the gentleman had played for. I want to say it was like Rocky Balboa or something. I don't remember what the guy's name was, but he was just a nondescript journeyman quarterback. You could have him out there. Tom Coughlin would be great, but he's too busy hyping up the Giants this week to go kick the Eagles ass. So he, he he's not down there. But yeah, there's not there's just not a lot. Keenan McCardell, maybe
1: I t- I t- typed in just. Jag's wife, jean, jean jacket. Now they're just trying to sell me jean. Yeah. I want to get tons of ads for jean jackets like I'm looking for one. Right. I don't remember what her, her mm-hmm. name was. I don't remember what his name was, I should yeah. say. I mean, you know, David Garrard maybe out Ooh, there somewhere. That's know. a good one. David Chief, Garrard. Chief and Jag could have found him. That would have been good. But uh, So so Fred Taylor pops up on NFL Network. Could you imagine it? Let's check in with David Garrard who played for both the Chiefs. Yeah, he was <laughs> here for a hot minute. <laughs> and he didn't have a lot that the Jags could lean on necessarily other than confidence.
4: A lot of times in the playoffs, that's all you need. You have to believe in every man in that locker room that no matter what happens, because adversity is going to happen. You're playing in Arrowhead Stadium, uh, arguably one of the loudest stadiums in the entire football league. So adversity is going to happen. Guys are going to get frustrated. But as long as they recall and remember what happened a week ago, they can say anything's possible. You don't want to come to that scenario, but if it does, you can come back. So they believe in themselves. But I think what they have to do is uh, uh, start out fast. Unlike they did a week ago, they allow the charges to shorten the field and gave up some easy scores. If they can go out there, uh, play great defense against Travis Kelsey, which is where I think the chiefs uh, offensive system run through Travis, If they can play great defense against Travis, especially on those breakout plays where Patrick is on the run and Travis is doing his own basketball thing, if they can stay aware of where he is, they have a shot because they've been playing great run defense. So I don't think that'll be an issue. They have to man up, uh, not necessarily man coverage, but man up in the past game. uh, um, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Arden Key, those guys up front, uh, Aluokun, that front seven, they have to be tough. And if they're stout, they have a shot. Obviously the
3: environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean,
0: I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly. So there's a you know Trevor Lawrence talking about Arrowhead yeah. versus Fred yeah. Taylor talking about Arrowhead. He goes we're going to one of the loudest places, but Fred Taylor just like named the roster. But you're right about that. Like what what well, do you, it's going to take all those
1: guys to cover Kelsey. I think is what yeah. he's. Oh, getting is that at. what he was getting? <laughs> at? <I think> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, their front group's got to play well and they got to bracket Kelsey. Like yeah, I hate to be other teams' defensive coordinators, but like that's what you got to do, right? Yep. I'm still making others beat me. That's exactly and right. They go meet Kelsey. No, make Kadarius Tony beat yeah. you. Yeah. Make MVS beat you. Make Juju beat you. Right. Don't let Kelsey beat you. Make McKinnon beat you. It's still an option, right? Right. Rather than Travis Kelsey, heck yeah, I'm, I'm firmly in that camp. And if then, you hold Travis down and the other guys beat you, then you just tip your cap and say thank you. And I, I do appreciate, like, you know, sometimes all you need is confidence. <laughs> it feels like like that's uh, that's all you can, that's all that's in your bag. But they got it, though. You, you got
0: to think the Jags got a lot of confidence right now, it's right? House,
1: it's major house money time.
0: There There's confidence for coming back 27 nothing, and there's the freedom to just go out there and have fun and not have to play as the one seed. Sometimes, like, when you have no expectations and you roll into the play Playoffs, it's a lot easier than it is to be the number one seed because as the number one seed if you lose well then everybody's talking about it the Jags lose nobody cares because they weren't even supposed to be there so they're playing with confidence and they are playing with the ability to just go out there and play free and clear and not have to worry about being that number one seed
1: I feel like, well, I got confidence. Okay, what else? <laughs> confidence me, is key. It is key. I'm not saying it's not, but what else? What else, yeah, you, what got? else you got? What else you got? Yeah. Are you just going to go with believe in one another? Maybe an onside kick? I think the Chiefs believe in one another. Sure they like, do. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Andy Reid on playing a uh, a close game, a four-quarter game. I think he looked at last week's games in the uh, wild card Weekend and can say, yeah, they're all going to be close. Well, one of the neat things
3: is everybody saw it, <laughs> so you don't have, you don't have to say much. I mean, that was a great job by them, but, uh, Jacksonville. So um, our guys are they're obviously aware of that. That you know, four quarters of football, you get to this round and these games are normally separated by by one score if you traditionally. So you you got to you got to play for four quarters, absolutely.
1: I gotta say, it bugs me sometimes when he does this. Why the Oh, they saw it. You don't have to say much.
0: No, we do because this team has no, think, given away
1: a lot of big leads. I think, yeah, yeah, you do. You yeah. do for every single team. Yep. Tell them what's what. You tell. Are the guys, you guaranteeing every guy was watching that no, game? No, I no. would not count on that. There's a lot it was of Saturday guys. Saturday night. It You're was a 27 like, nothing game. People are bouncing. They're they're t- 20 year olds. Yeah. No, I don't expect. I, it bugs me sometimes when he goes. Yeah, they got it. They, yeah, they saw it. They know. I don't say anything. No, you do. I hope, that, do. I hope do. that that's just for us. That's just for the media, and that's just for the. The, the press conference and that they're not hammering down some of these fine points sometimes. Right. If I'm Andy Reid, I would have walked in there on Monday and just wrote 27 nothing and circled I, it. I, I, I hope that's the case. I hope that this is just the forward facing Andy Reid. And the rest of it is they're hammering these things. Cause he does this a lot. We're like, no, nah, they know they know. I don't want to tell them. No, no. You have to tell athletes a lot, a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. You have to tell them where to be and what time what time their meetings are and when the plane's leaving and uh, what time breakfast you tell them a lot of stuff i hope to goodness you're telling them you gotta play. You gotta play. Here are the fine details of the game. Mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I'm hoping that this is just always the the Ford facing Andy Reid because I hear that sometimes I go no. Mm-hmm. Tell them a lot. I mean, you're, tell you're, them you're, this team has come back a lot. Get it, them over prepared for those types of things. But it's your team as well.
0: You you've blown a lot of big leads this year, right? You've blown a lot of big leads this year. You blew an 18 point lead in in the second half of a playoff game last year, less than a year ago. So you can sit there and say all that, but you're right, Josh. You got to be front and center with your team and let them know. We are going to be relentless. And the minute we take a step back to breathe a little bit, they're going to knock us in the face. They've shown that they can do that.
1: We want Mitch Holtis giving them the speech because he's always on point on guard for the opponent. He'll join us next.
2: In the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. Liftmaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder Liftmaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtus, drops by the show every Friday at 7:30, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Hey. Man, I Train, track. Track.
1: My head to my bed. All right, we got some I business to tend to, day 10 to before we uh, chat with Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. You know uh, we had that that first mattress. We have more. Yeah, we got 43rd and Mission Road, which is an odd location for a mattress. Yeah, that, one, that one's got it started. Now we got a couple more because that's how it works. Right. Um, no conditions on any of these. So you do have to do that yourself. 103rd and state line. I saw mattress. I
0: it last week. Okay. Two uh, two guys in the corner begging for cash at 103rd and state line. They got into do a fight with each other. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> I
1: was like, oh, my god, a bum fight. What's going on? There's a queen mattress on 50 <clears throat> highway. Todd Gorge. Okay. Todd George. George. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Todd George. No, so they left out. They left at the. And I read it like burgundy. Yes, you did. Um, so there's uh, two more mattresses out there. Also, you've come up with the, the quarterback name we were looking for was Todd Bowman. Todd Bowman. He's the one that had the wife with the jean jacket in the crowd. That's we had a exactly lot of guesses, right. And I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. I couldn't find it myself. And someone Derek Detroit, Derek actually came up with Todd Bowman.
0: There so, you go. Wow. Deal of the day. Westbound 670 over the West bottom, the three seater couch with no cushions. So it's lighter to move. Then about 100 yards away is a tan-slash-black massage chair. A twofer. Both look a little damp. That comes from Zach. Yeah,
1: that that has happened over the last couple days. Yeah. Box springs and a queen mattress. Good condition on 69 and Neiman. Gosh, I mean, people are just
0: dumping their furniture all over the joint, right? season,
1: I guess, for uh, home decor. Yes, Todd Bowman was the quarterback we're looking for. That Thank is you very much. absolutely the guy Thank we're looking much. for. Not also? Luke McCown, not Mike Lennon, not, no. not Blake Bortles, not it was like it was Gardner Minshew. It was not Garner Minshew. It was like a guy who played very, very briefly. Right. Todd Bowman. Todd Bowman. That was it. It was not good Jerry you, Kramer. Man. Yes. Good job by you. Hey, that one. That one would have bugged me. So Detroit Derek says, "What well, nice. What do I get for this? And I said, the, und- the undying gratitude. For not having a deep dive Google. That's right. I would have spent a lot of time I didn't need to be spending. I mean, that was coming up with the name Todd Bowman. I mean, Josh, how long ago was that? I mean, was that
0: in the aughts or was that in the early tens? I mean, I'm trying to think, like, how long? That was a
1: very long time ago when Todd Bowman played uh, for Jackson. I even looked at the, uh, you know, the Chiefs game notes this week. It has, like, all the like recent matchups. Mm-hmm. And there was not one that's like Todd Bowman, did, you know, I was like, no, it didn't even mention <laughs> yeah. Todd Bowman. I was like, huh? wow, is there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I would have put. Cause it, it has, uh it'll have uh the notes have like chiefs, Jaguars series history, last 10 games they run through. And it's, you know, date, mm-hmm. win, loss, and they'll have of note. And I was really hoping it said head quarterback with wife with Jean. No, I would not have that. Would be great yeah. as the FZ of note. <laughs> But it was not, so yeah. I did not. I could not even come across Todd Bowman there.
0: And there's a, a theater seating couch at 59th and Leavenworth Road. If you're looking for that today, used mattress 470 westbound. Looks like someone took a bite out of it, but uh, you know, there you go. So a lot of oh washer in the median on oh I 29. Wow, it's a free for all Friday. Wow. wow, I mean the people are just emptying all their junk out there right now on side of the road. Better not do that for the draft. We don't want the city to look like a trash dump. So we got to start cleaning some of this stuff up. So if you see stuff around town, you know, let us know where it is so we can send we can send uh, people out to A go washer, get it. yeah, wash. That's what I'm saying. Washer, that's a, man.
1: That's a that's a heavy dump off the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge. Um, i got some advice for Sean Payton. Okay.
4: Run.
1: <laughs> Run! Watch Russell Run! Wilson calls. Do not take calls. Oh call. my goodness. So apparently, uh Russell Wilson has contacted Sean Payton himself. Oh, yeah, I'm not getting involved <laughs> in that. He says he wants <clears throat> him to be his coach.
0: Oh, I was gonna cut you, so um, you're still here? Oh, um, yeah, I'm
1: not. My biggest question is. Did they ask him to? I would hope not,
0: because you think that's like a like a good phone Are call. Are you going
1: to to Russ for his input? He's the
0: last guy I'm going to. I I I hate this involvement of like these quarterbacks like with Lamar, you know, yesterday. They said they fired their offensive coordinator. They said Lamar's going to have input on his offensive coordinator. Now, I, I wouldn't mind Lamar talking to a couple of the I mean, guys and seeing what they guys what He's got to sign but, first, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that is
0: true. He does have to go back to Baltimore, but I, I wouldn't have the quarterback have a huge say in, in who the offensive coordinator is going to be. You have to do what's best for the entire organization, and sometimes it's okay to hire a, a coordinator or a coach that you don't know and you don't get along with, or you may not have the same philosophies on, because sometimes that confrontation and conflict can be good, especially within sports, and so I think Lamar needs some who can help elevate his game to the next level? Thank Sean, you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos Country. That's right. Sean Payton's a good head coach that has won a Super Bowl. He doesn't need to downgrade his coaching abilities by going to Denver and dealing with Russell Wilson.
1: I would, uh, would say no. I would say that would be a, that'd be a bad thing. Yeah. Go Broncos Country. That's right, baby. So it comes with Colin Cowherd and said Russell Wilson has contacted Sean legally, by the way, through channels. Why would it be illegal? Uh, is it tampering? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's true. Yeah. Uh, who knows? He wants Sean Payton. He needs fixing. He knows he needs fixing. Mm-hmm. Does Sean Payton want to deal with that I, though? I don't believe it. No, I don't. I, I frankly don't believe it. I don't believe that. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, Broncos, let's rock. Yeah, I don't believe that he's like. So he's he looked internally and says, "I'm the one that needs to change." Right. I doubt it. I, d- unless I doubt unless he closed
0: the door to his office and sat down in private and decided that, and then the had people in his office Sierra do a TikTok with him. I don't. I don't buy that at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know what job Sean Payton should take right now. And and I look around and I see like the the Carolina Panthers saying you can have everything you want to come take this job. Well, well, Dave Tepper has already made one bad coaching decision when he hired Matt Rule and paid that cat like eight million dollars a year, and he's still buying him out. Another bad decision would be giving. The uh, franchise over, if you will, to a guy like Sean Payton or any head coach for that matter. Head coaches cannot be general managers as well in the National Football League.
1: I think Andy Reid has proven that. But it depends how the structure is. No, I I don't think at all. I don't think the the head coach. Andy Reid's in charge here. It's just fine. Everybody's fine with it. He's not the general manager. Right. right. Like he was in Philadelphia. But everybody's fine with the power structure. It's how it's set up, Bob. You can absolutely turn it over to Sean Payton and go, who are you going to hire? Who's going to be your person?
0: Well, he you're has not, to do that. If he's going to do that, fine.
1: Yeah, you're not doing. You're not doing it all. You're not getting ultimate power. Who can you work with? Who can we make? This, that's absolutely fine. It, it's it works here. Well, that's the way it I read it. Like he was going to
0: be the GM and head coach, and and that's I mean that's just too much. You it just is. can't do that. Just that can't. I would not do.
1: That I would not do. But who? Okay, you you say you want that. who's who's really doing it? Mm-hmm. Who's really doing this work? You can't do it all. You can't possibly do it all. Do you want to have a say in things? Okay, let's, let's talk about that. But, but what is what is actually your vision for how your structure is going to land? Yeah, out? like ultimately. Because I would need to know that.
0: Ultimately, Andy Reid, you know, tried to do both jobs in Philadelphia, and it didn't Took work on out. too much. And, and that's why he's here in Kansas can't, City, and he realized I that. I can't
1: have you taking on too much. You I know. can have you having uh, input, but you have, to, you have to have somebody around you, you trust trust. You, Andy Reid trusts Brett Veach. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. If you if you come to me with that, we'll talk. Right. If you just want to do it all and have all the power and you don't want me bugging you, that ain't happening. Well, that ain't
0: happening. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I get. I get what you're saying from that standpoint. But you need a separate guy. Like if they're if they're going to hire Sean Payton and call him the GM and the head coach and he's going to have to do GM duties on. No. 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 No head coach in the NFL wants to worry about what guy from Southwest Eastern toenail state we're going to draft in the seventh round. Like that should not be something. That is on the head coach's radar. He should coach those guys when they get here. He should be part of having a say on draft day in some of these guys based on some of the tape that he's looked at. But at the end of the day, you need a GM to do all that work because I think people forget, in my opinion anyway, the most important job of the GM is still scouting and finding players that you can draft to build your organization around. That's why this Chiefs thing is moving forward because Brett Veach finds these guys goes after these guys, Andy Reid isn't sitting around watching Rutgers
1: football and fighting no. Isaiah Pacheco. No. That's bringing, why you need a GM. Bring me your top five. I'll look at those or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, bring yeah. me your certain amount. It's It depends how the structure is laid out. When you just say there's going to give him all the power, I say no. No, 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 no. How does no. that break down? I might say yes. Right. That he's he's earned it. If he's got people around him that he could uh, not only create a coaching staff but but has some some feelers on the other side of of that and the, in the, the top, the top end of it. Anyway, I can't, I wouldn't imagine like, Oh, he's got some scouts scout friends. He's going to bring along with him. But if you had the the top end done as well, I could say, yeah, give this guy that type of, 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 of leeway. He's earned it. He's an established coach. He can run a program, those types of things. I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to talk. If I'm him as well, I would not be uh, taking on though. Russell Wilson. That does not seem like no. A, I'm, not, not, I'm like not hitching my wagon. To r- a, I, I, a good I would, idea.
0: Quite honestly, I would rather go to Carolina and draft my cornerback and work with him from day one than yeah. go to go to Denver, try to break bad habits, and deal with Russell Wilson in his office. I'm out on that.
1: At least Colin Cowherd's hearing what you know we'd been hearing from Denver since early on that. Many believe Wilson is, quote, too isolated within Denver's building. Yeah. You
0: think? You think? Yeah. My God, you got to be a teammate, bro. You yeah. do. You got to be a teammate. A lot of good stuff coming out today. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a flex uh, thing or something like that that I'm looking at out in Belton right now. There's a toilet on 169 northbound uh, by 9 Highway. There is a lot of stuff out there. Uh, we got a sofa sitting in the road on a ditch westbound I-70 in Green Valley. So there is a lot of furniture, wow, furniture toilets,
1: day. and appliances is out there on the roads today. Red Friday and Furniture Friday. That's right. Go get him. We'll talk to Amit Holtis, Voice of the Chiefs, he'll join us next.
2: Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every weekday starting at 11:30 on Cody and Gold, on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Tell me what you're gonna do.
1: Chiefs and Jags coming up tomorrow afternoon. 3.30 the kickoff. I'll join Mitch Holtis and Danon Hughes on the call. 106.5 the Wolf. Pre-game coverage gets underway at noon, both on the Wolf and right here on 610 Sports Radio. And then Jay Binkley after the game. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show after the game right here on 610 Sports Radio. It is time to check in with Mitch Holtis, the uh, voice of the Chiefs. Uh, About time we're getting some playoff football.
3: Yeah, no kidding. And sorry I had I opened up the link that said Trevor Lawrence said that Jacksonville's louder than Arrowhead, and my phone blew up. Yeah, I right. Phone issues, got it, I got it fixed. I saw it was a fishing attempt maybe, or maybe he really said it. But, the, uh, I mean, what was that, that Jacksonville's louder than Arrowhead? I think we've been issued a challenge by the Jacksonville quarterback. That, in a holiday break, I was on with Vink. But on 635, I kid you not, on the Kansas River Bridge, a dryer was on the shoulder. A dryer on the Kansas River Bridge. Somebody would put a dolly and get it off their truck and put it there. I was like, oh, man, we've reached new heights here on furniture or appliances on the road.
0: Did you pick it up?
3: Did not. Didn't have a dolly in my pickup at the time, So, but I just shook my head and I thought, I got to call i got to call Bobby or Kling or uh, Bink on this one, because this one takes the cake.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I like it. There's a lot of appliances. Somebody also texted and said there's a toilet on fire on the road in Denver. So, apparently, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God. laughs> that that's you know just Russell's think, toilet, yeah. Think
3: about revenue production. You think at the end of the month, right, KHP or MHP's out there getting tickets so they could get revenue. That's always been kind of a myth. Why wouldn't you sell couches like they do at games? Like at K State or KU or Mizzou, you sell donors' couches to sit on the. Why not you sell that on the side of the road and watch the traffic go by? How much money could you raise?
0: You know what? If you, if you could get make sure that I would be safe, I would sit on the road all day and just watch the traffic go by, Mitch. I think that'd be <laughs> a lot of fun. Actually, you want to let let's see if you and I could do that one day. Have people honk at us as we're just sitting out there.
3: We'll do it. We'll go to Pooches first, and then we'll sit on a 36 highway. Uh, as people are going east and west, yeah, we'll do that. Now I do like that. Yeah,
0: a lot. Kling, though, if we don't have Kling, it ain't going to work, and maybe bink too. Yeah, well, bink will definitely be there. He he's got he's got all kinds of excitement about something like that, but not as much excitement as you're right. Why why would Trevor Lawrence say anything negative, if you will? about the Arrowhead crowd because you, you know how we deal with things like that here in Kansas City. We take it to 11 now, and Trevor Lawrence is going to hear noise that he's never heard before because now Chiefs fans are going to say, all right, we're taking this on ourselves, and we're going to make sure Trevor Lawrence understands what a really loud stadium is.
3: Knowing Doug Peterson, I can only imagine Doug going, "Did you, you didn't say that, did you, Trevor? Because he's... Cause Doug knows. Mm-hmm. And when they were here on November the 13th and they've done an awesome job since then, truthfully, I think Kling might tell you, I was predicting the slip and surge of the slip of the Titans and the surge of these guys. That being said, remember that was the first noon game, I think of the whole season yep. and everybody's like trying to wake up and yeah, it was loud that day, but it's not going to be like it is on, uh, tomorrow. And uh, Trevor has just issued the call to arms of all Chiefs kingdomites to make that thing as loud as Trevor's ever heard any place.
1: You mentioned the, the surge. What what have you seen that has allowed them to really be playing, I guess, a certain level of playoff football, maybe since we we saw them?
3: You know, I sat around our building, too, and I kept hearing the word trust. Like, now, offensively, there's better trust in Doug's system and just more time in it. But I really think it's on the defensive side, Cling. When I did the notes for the first game, it was like young and feisty defense. And they're even more feisty now. They had 27 takeaways during the season. They had 13 fumble recoveries. Only Dallas had more. Their pressure rate in the last half of the season uh, on pressure on dropbacks, on enemy quarterbacks, was only exceeded by the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a good young defense. And they've got players at all three levels. I mean, they wrecked the Charger party because that defense came alive. That 27 points wasn't because they were getting the Chargers were getting 75-yard drives. They kept getting short fields, and yet the Jags defense dug in. There was a muffed pump by Jamal Agnew of the Jags that gave the ball to the Chargers at the 5. It could have been 34 to nothing, or at the 6. And the Chargers gained one yard, and that's their uh, three points to get them to 27. This is a Jaguar defense you're going to have to account for because they're coming after you, and they're going to try to strip the ball out. So you need to attack them and protect the ball all at the same time, but they can be attacked.
0: Mitch, I I, I would, I would insert Bob Sutton joke here. We need to just see one play and we know they're not going to adjust. So it's going to be easy, but what does having Bob Sutton, Doug Peterson, some of these folks down there that have had that experience with some of the folks that are on this Kansas city chiefs team, like, like Travis Kelsey for one played with both of those guys, right? What, what kind of experience can they bring going against the chiefs, knowing they have some familiarity with them?
3: Well, a macro and a micro answer there. The macro answer is, and this was part of answering Kling's question, is Doug Peterson, and I'm going to put Bob Sutton in there, too. Everybody who throws rocks at Bob, check Bob out from 13 to 17. I mean, good. Bob did good things here, but it's culture. We hear it all the time. We hear it in business, but it truly is a huge culture change that Andy Reid brought to the Chiefs' kingdom in 2013 where there was an immediate transformation to a 9-0 start after being at the bottom of the ocean. That's what Doug has done already in Jacksonville. And there's good young talent there to kind of get him going. But it's really the way you do business every day, the way you prepare, the way you treat teammates, the way you work when you come to the building. And Bob Sutton is a big part of that. And a lot of that has to do with Bob coaching at West Point as long as he did. Bob's been around some of the most brilliant football players that became officers in the world's history. And so that's part of Bob's Uh, MO as well, but it's really about culture and what's happening in Jacksonville. They, in 2023, remember, they get Calvin Ridley next year. They're going to be in the discussion. This surge uh, is only getting, is not only manifested for this year, I think they're going to be
1: a part of the story from here on. Mitch Holtz's voice of the Chiefs joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. You mentioned what well, they don't have offensively, but they have a lot of nice pieces. Christian Kirk, I guess backed up the 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 contract that we we all kind of went, uh in the off season over 1000 yards, eight touchdowns, Travis Etienne's 1100 yards. They got other capable uh, receivers, the tight end has played solid as well. They got pieces on offense.
3: Yeah, but it starts with the last two that you mentioned. Uh in doing the deep dive into them, and watching their Charger game and then digging into it a little deeper here the last 96 hours or so, to me it looks like Trevor Lawrence and, and Doug Peterson have said, we're going to work from Evan Ingram out. Yes, they have Kirk. Yes, they have Marvin Jones, Jr. They got Zay Jones. But when they need to go, they're going to uh, Evan Ingram. And I think they're trying to use Kelsey, kind of the Kelseyish approach of taking the tight end and make him the nucleus of the atom and then split your protons and neutrons off of that. The real dude, though, is Travis Etienne. Now, we were talking about him on November the 13th. He had the best four games, the first four games as a Jaguar of anybody in history, including Maurice Jones-Drew. Now, Etienne's a freak. He, he can get zero to 60 in a hurry. He had four cling. He had four 20-yard runs. These aren't passes where I'm running a go route, that clocked at 22 miles an hour. He had four runs since we played them. That Etienne was clocked at 20 miles an hour on runs, getting the ball in the backfield. He's he's just a dangerous dude. The Jaguars led the NFL this year with four 50-plus runs, and they also led the uh, NFL this year with four 15-plus runs for touchdowns. So they can get chunk and big plays in the run game like the Chiefs can now, but the uh, Jaguars can do it specifically with Travis Etienne. He's dangerous.
0: Talking with Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio. We were talking yesterday about Travis Kelsey and the transformation that he's gone yeah. under because before 2017-ish, he wasn't reliable in the postseason. Now you look at his numbers and all of a sudden he has the third most receiving Touchdowns in the history of the NFL in the postseason, behind Hall of Famer Jerry Rice and Gronk. I mean, the the turnaround that he's done, going from a guy who really didn't get it done in the postseason to a guy who's been unstoppable in the postseason.
3: He's he's historic in the pro season, in the in the uh, postseason. And Bob, it's not it's not the Chiefs historic. This is NFL historic. You've already alluded to it, but if if that she's going to run here in this postseason and we anticipate the usual production of Travis Kelsey, he is going into some other rarefied air. He will be basically, he's a, he's 152 from Julian Edelman to second behind only Jerry Rice in receiving yards. That's any receiver. He's 13 receptions to second behind Jerry Rice in postseason plays. His touchdowns, he's, He's got it. 12, Gronk's got 15, Rice has 22. If he gets two or three or four in this postseason, he'll be second to Jerry Rice. The point is there's about seven different landmarks that Travis Kelsey can hit in this postseason where he will be second in almost almost every one of those categories as a pass catcher, Mm. wide receivers and tight ends. And he'll be second, Bob, only to Jerry Rice in those categories.
0: My goodness. You think he's going to go to
3: the Hall of Fame? It hasn't been realized by the world. Like, oh, my gosh. This guy's. This guy, other than Jerry Rice, will be the best postseason pass catcher in NFL history.
0: It's Travis remarkable. Kelsey. It's it's remarkable, Mitch, because of the the way it started. to like, I don't know, I don't recall a player, entire body of work as a player, that has done a 180 like Travis Kelsey has. I'll never forget that day that Andy Reid was legit, like, this is it, man. You better shape up, and and he did it in front of like the media, and then here we are today, going. This guy's a unanimous selection for Canton.
3: Unanimous. And there's stats like we just brought up that national pundits haven't even thought of. When they come to their realization of like, oh, my gosh, this guy is in a category with Jerry Rice uh, in the postseason, then they'll look at Travis Kelsey a completely different way. Now, you can see a lot of it started with 18 with Patrick Mahomes. But I really started it to see in 17. Remember the frustrating Titan game? Travis Kelsey got hurt in that game, you guys. The Chiefs did not have Travis Kelsey in the second half. If they would have, they would have beaten the Titans that day. And we wouldn't be talking about the Mariota pass back to himself. So, ever since that first half of the Titan game in the 2017 season, Kelsey's been nearly unstoppable in the postseason.
0: What about Mahomes in the divisional round as well? I mean, this guy has been unbelievable in the division round.
3: Unprecedented numbers, Bob. Again, this is not something you hear nationally. He's 9-0 no in the divisional round. I'm sorry, he's 4-0 no in the divisional round with nine touchdowns and no picks. His quarterback rating in the divisional round, minimum of four years, so that's, that's all you have is to compare him to everybody else, is the best quarterback rating in the history of the National Football League in the divisional round. That includes, I don't know, Roethlisberger and Bob Greasy and Terry Bradshaw and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, all those dudes. Nobody in this round in NFL history in their first four years has been better than Patrick Mahomes. And in many cases, it's not even close. And that's not an opinion. That's empirical data. That's just all across the board. It's amazing what Mahomes has done in this round and being undefeated at 4-0. 610
1: Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDF, HC2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Andy Reid with a win as well. Become the first coach to have 10 playoff wins for two different teams. Just another amazing Andy Reid stat as well. Here's another one.
3: He wins tomorrow, Kling. That's 20 postseason wins. There's your 10 plus 10. Yeah, he's done it with two different franchises, which is amazing. But he will tie, wait for it, Tom Landry. In postseason wins at 20, only Belichick will have more at 31. And if Belichick keeps going seven and ten or eight and nine, coach may catch him. It's it's phenomenal. But when, when you look at Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid in the postseason, there are that's a short short list of people who are even in the discussion with them and what they've been able to do uh, in the postseason. It's remarkable and hasn't received enough attention. Nope around the National Football League, in my opinion.
0: Well, it's because everybody's been trying to write this team off since March, Mitch, and here we sit in the divisional round as the one seed getting screwed out of an AFC championship game potential opportunity here. And now people are starting to wake up and realize, oh, the Chiefs are a pretty good team. Like the whole year they've been trying to write off this team and have the the Bills be the team or have the Bengals be the team or somebody else be the team, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos. Through it all, the Chiefs have been there, and they put together the most wins of an NFL season, tied for most wins in franchise history. Mahomes has been nothing short of brilliant this year. Like every narrative that the national media has wanted for this team, well, we just gave them a nice big poop burger to eat.
3: There's an awesome article. Is it eight sixty five? What I've been trying to think. It, a link was sent to me, and I opened it up, and I was reading it late last night, and it was about basically that, with the wake up of like in the off season. The projected next gen stat record of the Chiefs was ten and seven. That they had to replace what thirty. I have some number. I'm not. I'm not quoting it accurately. People can find it, but it's it's a phenomenal article because it lays out basically what you said. People are going, oh. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, they went 14. Oh, let's see how they've done this. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. And I would say that the things that they've done to adjust to make the Chiefs get to 14-3, and meaning the Chiefs, is better suited in the postseason. I wish you could have seen the Chiefs' kingdom Monday night um, on 610 Sports Radio. But Kling got introduced. I introduced him NBA-style to the crowd that was raucous. It was Scottie Pippen. (laughs) <laughs> and Michael Jordan introduced as the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. And there was Kling, man. He, you're with an icon. You're co-hosting a show with an icon. The crowd erupted for Josh Klingler. But on that, in that discussion, once the crowd settled down and we started playing ball on the broadcast, we started bringing up the things like red zone offense, what the Chiefs have been able to do to adjust and take what it's given you. That's what translates to playoff runs. If you're, if you're really good in the red zone, you're going to win your share of playoff games. And this team's just way better offensively and more prepared, in my opinion, to win this game tomorrow than they were even last year, even though they got to this divisional round uh, and had the great win over the Buffalo and lost in the AFC Championship game. This team is better than it's been given credit for all year long. Uh, not so much in the kingdom, but outside the kingdom.
0: All right, let me ask you this. This is how I feel. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, this will be the best team in the history of this franchise. Do you agree with that, or do, or am I looking at it wrong?
3: Mm. I guess I got to marinate on that one. Okay. I'm going to – I'm not I'm – not, I just got to think about that one a bit. Uh, that's a big statement and a good statement and one you. worthy of discussion, but I'll just – I'm a, I'm not going to give you that answer yet.
0: Okay, marinate on that one. We'll we'll talk about it next week when we're getting ready to host Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll, I'm, I, hey, I'll be Andy Reid here. I'll go anywhere to play anybody. But yeah, I'd like to play at home. But I've got my whole Andy Reid ears and eyes on. So if we have to go to
1: Pluto to, if we have to go to Pooch's to play. I don't know Kazakhstan. Let's go. Let's just get there. Thank you Mitch. We'll see you uh, tomorrow, not Sunday. Hey, tomorrow. And cling, it's not that bad. That's right. not that bad. It won't be that bad tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. just, it'll be it'll be good. It'll no, be no, good. It will not. <laughs> Wave to
0: me. I'll be it's the one in run, red though. screaming at the, at the stadium tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Mitch Holtz's voice of the Chiefs joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. 3:30 the kickoff tomorrow on 1065, the Wolf for Chiefs and Jags, of course.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you
1: switch.